Unlock the full potential with your business with Leadershipity. Our proven strategies have fueled growth for countless organizations. Ready to elevate your leadership and scale your success? Book your free 15-minute consultation now. Click the link in the show notes below and let's make your business soar. NIL isn't just about money or brands. It's about telling a story that's authentic and resonates with your audience. It's also about building a brand for yourself and using that to give back and help to your community. Welcome to NIL for You, where we're all about giving updated news on NIL and education, which is truly important in this uh, space. I'm Rob Sicklestein, CEO and founder of Alumni Direct. I'm here with my co-host, Trent Clark. How you doing today, Trent? I'm awesome, Rob. How are you doing, buddy? Always excited to talk some NIL, man. Absolutely. Doing fantastic. And today we've got some great stories. We're going to cover some potential groundbreaking changes within NIL in the university space. Uh, We've got some stories of NIL for good. Uh, We always like to have stories on education and especially my favorite part usually is tips from Trent. All right. Yeah. Hey, my favorite part too. All right. (laughs) But uh, I do like the stories, man. We are going to cover a bunch of stuff. Before we do that today, let's talk about first uh, a little bit about Alumni Direct. Tell us a little bit more about Alumni Direct, Rob. Sure. Absolutely. So we've created a platform to help people to network and connect through their affinity groups or their alumni groups and really honing in on athletes. It's uh, important today is a lot of uh, issues with athletes transitioning out of sports and we really want to give them the, the resources and the support to help them in that journey. So uh, people can go on there, uh, alumnidirect.com, sign up. They can start networking, connecting. They can post jobs, get jobs, create groups, advertise their businesses. It's all about bringing these alumni communities together. Yeah, and we've got some exciting announcements in the future for Alumni Direct. There's uh, the moving and shaking that you just continue to do to create value for the alumni and for the network and the community. And I just love all your efforts over there. Pretty awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, for us, uh, welcome. You know, Trent Clark, I am the CEO of AIM NIL Academy, and we are at AIM NIL for you. Uh, and certainly, we are offering a 25% NIL Academy use code. If you do NIL for you on your promo code, you can get 25% off your NIL education. We are turning young athletes into entrepreneurs using this NIL. It's pretty awesome to learn about how this system works. There's so many moving parts, Rob. Let's get into all that are these moving parts today because these articles really kind of, they really lay it out, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I I think it's uh, the more and more that uh, I myself get into uh, learning about this NIL space. It's crazy what's going on there. And a lot of people continue to say, oh, it's the wild, wild west. But uh, not really. I think things are changing for the good. And I I think this first article that we're going to touch on is pretty monumental. So the NCA is discussing uh, NIL changes, allowing the schools to be more involved. And and how are they being more involved? It's uh, potentially looking at where they can help the athletes get deals. They can provide resources like graphic design and camera stuff. Another area which uh, Trent's going to talk about later, does a lot of talking with the NIL academies, is how to really run the business and, and, and looking at ways to uh, like tax preparation, uh, things like that. And then even helping these athletes get the deals. Um, I know that uh, in looking at this, uh, Trev Alberts, who's uh, at Nebraska, was just talking about 
how it's important now for the NCA to really embrace these changes to, uh, to make for a better thing. So talk a little bit about, you know, your experience with this trend and, and what you see with this story. Well, I think Trev's right on. Like these universities have, I mean, massive amount of resources, right? And there's this one gray line that's a huge problem, a huge challenge. Let's just say that for the NIL deal. The colleges are just filled with students, with professors, with a bunch of people who have real world knowledge of how to shape and better create opportunities for these kids, to give them resources for tax help, to understand their financial education better, financial aid better, uh, really look holistically at all the moving parts of NIL. And there are a lot. So I don't want to discount that. The challenge I see is the first time a college gives a kid bad advice, right? And it's like, well, the college told me to take this deal and it was a great offer for me. And so I don't know how convoluted it's going to be. I mean, I think, I think it's going to come back to trust, right, Rob, where you choose your university and Purdue universities for me and their coaches tell me I'm going to have a great opportunity and the school's going to take care of me. And then they're either going to do that or they're not going to do it. And, right. and so, you know, I think, everyone's well-intentioned hopefully and it you know if we remain there i think it's gonna i think it's gonna work well yeah and i you know what you brought it up too i think uh, from a recruiting perspective i think the schools that offer more resources in this area and really help out that's gonna be a big deal and uh people looking at what school should they you know attend for sure all right let's go to the next one yeah this next one it, it kind of caught me uh Kind of cool. So Caitlin Clark is a, a basketball player in Iowa, and she's been doing really well. I mean, she's got in and out of deals with Nike and Bose, uh, H&R Block. But what she did, this is kind of groundbreaking. She is the first collegiate athlete to get an NIL deal with State Farm. So we all know Jake at State Farm. Now Jake has Caitlin to kind of run alongside. Yeah, I mean, it's really impressive because, you know, State Farm's had a, such a national brand for so long. And, and of course, it's Aaron Rodgers, it's Mahomes. I mean, they really bring big names onto the scene. So it just tells you the level of these athletes and what they're playing at. This is a young lady who averaged nearly 28 points a game last wow. year, leading her team to the national finals of March Madness for the women and losing an absolute nail-biter of a fabulous game against LSU. The number one college women's game watched ever, by the way. And, wow. and like, this is just a shout out to these women athletes. They're fabulous athletes. These women are clearly business people and making uh, a change. They have clear influence on other people's buying decisions. And I love what they've done here with Caitlin Clark and her counterpart at LSU that played in that same game has also just, you know, really just shined on the NIL market. And so it's really cool to see these young ladies just kicking butt and taking names and being a part of their influence. And I, I really find, you know, and I think I've said it before here, Rob, is that the women historically have done NIL better. And there's a, a number of reasons for that. But this is, uh, you're starting to see this really shine through with some of these big brands coming alongside. Yeah, and I, I think there's a couple things too that with these uh, these women, like you said, they're, they're taking to it. it. From what I've seen and I've uh, on my other podcasts that I do, women have talked about how it's kind of more of a team thing. I mean, you know, obviously Caitlin's individual here, but kind of spreading the wealth amongst their team in these NIL deals. And then also I think just the fact that unfortunately they don't have maybe some of the same opportunities that uh, the male athletes have as far as 
you know, going on to Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, this is a great opportunity for them to, you know, start off and, and you know, find ways to get some additional income. Yeah, and, and you bring a good point. It's one of the big limiters of doing a deal, right? If someone signs on Patrick Mahomes when he's at Texas Tech, look at the runway on this kid's career of being involved with him at 20. And now you don't know what kids are going to be, you know, NFL stars and all that stuff. I think that's challenging. But probably the limited exposure for Caitlin, and she will probably be a WNBA player, is going to be, you know, not the same as an Aaron Rodgers or a Patrick Mahomes and some of the NBA stars as well. So there is a challenge and brands are going to consider that. I mean, they're still in the business to make money, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no no doubt. So let's talk about NL for good. So this is a an athlete, a Texas athlete. Chase Griffin is a quarterback at UCLA, backup quarterback. And when I read this article, Trent, it's NIL for good. And we talk about this on different shows. Is it you know how these athletes are using their their resources and and helping to you know give out to their community and different types of resources. And looking at this, and when I was reading this article, reading what Chase had, we're looking for a quote here that Chase said. Okay, so what what he says here is. NIL isn't just about money or brands. It's about telling a story that's authentic and resonates with your audience. It's also about building a brand for yourself and using that to give back and help to your community. I thought that was just such a great quote and really encapsulates the positive that people can do for NIL for good. So talk a little more about that, Trent, and your thoughts on Jason, just in general, athletes giving back. Well, I mean, these kids are just really exciting, right? It's exciting to see what some of these kids are doing. It's exciting to see that we work, you and I both, with the Sports Philanthropy Network and NIL for Good. And it's really neat to see these kids stepping up. This guy is the NIL Summit athlete, male athlete of the year. He's a backup quarterback at UCLA. And and he was a great quarterback in Texas high school. He's got national spots with Degree, Deodorant, Shell, a number of different brands that he's just uh, really boom. But he just talks about being an innovator. Like it's more for me than just being, uh, hey, making money and figuring this out. It's about giving back to the people that have helped me in the community. And they highlight some really great ones here. Will Shipley running back at Clemson, $10,000 of an ideal to Levine Children's Hospital in Charlotte. Uh, offensive lineman, we talked about Harry Miller, uh, committing to donating all of his NIL earnings to humanitarian efforts in Nicaragua. Five Georgia football players, including Stetson Bennett, and he uh, to create the DGD fund to raise money for five beneficiaries selected by one of the five Bulldogs with all the monies equally distributed. Now, that's a really cool thing. Here's five players coming along at the at the number one university in football, all players on that team, and they all agree, hey, we're going to give this money. And 20% is each going to go to our charity of choice. So all five pick their own and they pool their benefits together. And man, what a real impactful moment for five young men who are finding a way to do this just a lot better. And I, I just think that's really cool. And a big shout out to Chase Griffin over at UCLA, who's going to, I'm sure, have a booming future here at UCLA as well when he gets his chance to shine on the field, but obviously already shining in a lot of ways out as a student athlete and as a business person, right? Yeah, I, I love it. And I just, uh, I think more and more athletes need to do this. And I think that the more that we see NIL for good, it will give a, a, 
a better name, image, and likeness for NIL itself. <laughs> yeah. So um, it, this is something that, um, you know, I want to talk, you know, we'll talk specifically about this company, but more and more, I think companies are looking at how can they get involved in this NIL space? And, you know, I think the first thing people always think about the sponsorship deals and all that, but, you know, let's talk a little about the companies that are behind the scenes. So there's an NIL software firm and they've been around for a while, Mogul. They just raised 2.6 million in seed funding. They've already uh, raised over $5 million. And what they do is they have a software where athletes can go on the software and they kind of bring them together with the brands and, and give an opportunity for the athletes to, uh, or the brands to find, you know, mutual partners here. The athletes don't pay anything. The brands have a service charge. I think it's 20%, but talk a little bit, Trent, about what you've seen in this space and not only from Mogul, but some of these other companies that are, I guess, taking an advantage of the business opportunities uh, for NIL. Yeah, I mean, it's a business, right? I mean, this is marketing and branding at the 400 level and college sports are big business. I mean, the TV contracts are unbelievable, right? We've seen them all going down and the conferences racing for the billions of dollars that are out there. And most of my friends love Saturdays, man. I mean, they just can't get enough of what's going on in my college sport. And, you know, for me personally, and you know, I, I, I was in pro sports for over 13 years. I still am a bigger fan of college sports. I love pro sports. I think they're awesome. I love especially pro sports playoff time. There's just an enamored admiration for the skill level at the professional level. But I'm tied probably more, Rob, to the effort, to the struggle, to the desire in these athletes. And I love the intensity at the collegiate level. These kids are playing for the bigger prize for them, right? They're just mired in their goals. And, you know, the quality of play is obviously is not the same level of the professional. It's another you know, it's another narrowing of the talent to play at the professional level. So we realize the talent is not the same, but the quality is a fractional decline most of the time. And at the end of the day, the competitiveness, the team, the learning, the sportsmanship, all those things that are just going into it, I just find it more valuable to me. It aligns more with my values. So I just can't get enough of the collegiate stories, the athletes, the struggle, the opportunities, the learnings. And I also really appreciate all those men and women who come alongside and take these roles and shape these people's lives. Because we always love the 98% of athletes in the NCAA are not are going pro in something else. Great NCAA ad, right? So this is really kind of going pro in business, going pro in branding, going pro in marketing going pro and learning sales. And it's a real cool kind of concept about stepping stones to the next thing for these young men and women. And I just think the learnings of collegiate athletes because of NIL has probably raised, you know, I don't know what the fractional level is, but I probably see it as a 35 to 45% increase of skill sets that are learned now as being a college athlete because of this NIL environment. And I think that's awesome. I think that's just helping these kids with life along the way. Oh, I, I absolutely. It's, it's interesting as you're talking about that. I think about on my podcast, Athletes, Entrepreneurs, and Alumni Journey, we talk about athletes transitioning out of sports. And it's such a major issue today. And a lot of these athletes, when they're done playing, 
they're kind of like, okay, what's next? I'm a football player. I'm a basketball player, a baseball player, whatever it might be. But maybe NIL is kind of that turning point to like your point there with the growth of these athletes and understanding their skill set and giving them a reason to like, okay, well, I'm the realization I'm not going to be a professional athlete, but hey, I'm learning all these skills as being an entrepreneur. What a great way to transition out of sports. I 100% agree with you, Rob. How about this one? Yeah, so this one's a little near and dear to my heart. So uh, I was a runner in high school and college. And, you know, running, especially distance runners, didn't have the same prestige as all the major sports, you know, football, baseball, basketball, everything. So the stars, they, they obviously get recognition. And, and the ones that are really stars go on to maybe Olympics and fame that way. But in the NIL space, it, it seems like it's been from the beginning more of a football, basketball, baseball type thing. And now you're starting to see these uh, different sports getting more recognition. So Nike signs a uh, Stanford cross-country star Charlie Hicks to this NIL deal. So it's kind of, a, um, in a sense, I mean, I used the word before groundbreaking, but just showing that other athletes in other sports are now getting that opportunity to work with different sponsors and, and you know, help with those brands. Yeah. And, and I, I love this, man. I mean, first of all, I don't want to discount Charles Hicks is a superstar, right? Like he's a super athlete, right? Yeah. And, you know, he's getting some recognition for that. But I mean, look at this race here that they depict, man. This is, you think this is what most <laughs> college kids are doing is on, on a Friday night at 9 p.m. Hey, let's go run a 10,000 meter in a straight downpour and compete for the Pac-12 championship. These kids have just labored hours and hours in between studies, in between travel and bus rides and everything else to do this. Like, hey, why wouldn't you want to support a kid like Charles Hicks or any yeah, cross-country sure. kid from a university? Like, this is a sport of heart right here. And you know, from your experience, man, track is often looked at, for me, as who can endure the pain the longest. I mean, this sometimes doesn't involve the fastest, the most efficient skill. It's like, hey... I can endure pain longer than you can. And, you know, I think that's made evident in You Can't Hurt Me, a uh, famous book, right? And so when you see these athletes who have just really given everything to their physical being, to the love of the game and the sport and, and their university to support and show out for the brand, I mean, companies would be crazy not to get behind these kids. This is just kids that you want to be involved with. And so I love that you're seeing now that brands are recognizing this, that yeah. this is pretty cool. So, you know, obviously Nike's been a longtime Stanford school and, you know, built on the running shoe. So it is, uh, makes a perfect marriage to get sure. with Charles Hicks, which I think is really smart of them, but really, really thrilled to see this, Rob. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think, again, this opens up the door to some of these other sports. I mean, uh, and we're seeing it obviously, I mean, swimming and, even soccer to an extent here in the U.S. and just in the schools, just getting more recognition, more respect, and and brands realizing like, hey, like you just said, you got people like Charles Hicks that are just uh, can really make an impact on your brand, just uh, everything that they stand for. Uh, so it's awesome. It's really great to see. So you really bring a point there that really is big, Rob. That people probably have not considered. Right? Is that Messi has come into the U.S. soccer league, right? And it's set the soccer league on fire. I mean, there's been a number of people that have come and all of them have another, you know, chip of influence. 
right, of building this brand. But now you're in this little window of the next four years of this brand in U.S. soccer. You know, youth soccer has now overtaken youth baseball in popularity in our country. And now the whole world is going to come down on America in four years for the World Cup. And it's going to be all across North America. So Canada, U.S., and Mexico are all going to benefit. And there are tons of athletes from those three countries just, you know, all through our collegiate environments. And why wouldn't your brand get involved with soccer kids right now at the collegiate level? They're going to be influencers. They're going to have, and all these people are going to come into the country and these people are going to have influence on your brand. So if I'm a brand holder right now, why am I not thinking about the best men and women that may be featured in commercials in three years? And there's just some real runway to what's happening in that environment. And brands would be remiss if they ignore it. And your other great thing about a brand is if you are uh, North American wide today and want to be global, is there ever a better time to expand when the whole world is going to be all over the U.S. market in soccer? Because that is the world sport. Like if we go, if I, and you know, I've spoken like 18 countries, right? I mean, if I go anywhere in the world, I mean, I would say I'm running a number, but probably like 80% of the countries I've been in is like, number one, soccer. (laughs) Yeah. uh, You know, how about, uh, and, and of course I think Canada's hockey and, you know, I think there's other sports that do specialize in different things, but at the end of the day, this is a global sport with global reach. And we're really seeing that at the brand level. Yeah, no doubt. And actually, it's, it's funny. You, you made me think about it, too. Another probably up-and-coming sport is going to be rugby. And it, it's interesting because on my other podcast, I had interviewed uh, the executive director uh, for the National Rugby Football League. And it just caught my attention. I was sitting in a restaurant with my uh, wife over the weekend, and there's a rugby game on. And first time that she's ever seen rugby. And it's interesting, like you just said, with soccer, rugby is a worldwide sport. And I think as it starts becoming, they're trying to bring it to America and, and shine a spotlight. A lot of it in college, I think it's all like club sports. So maybe at some point you might see that being another area where athletes can you know, take advantage of it. So um, now this is something that's been big is, and I talked to you a lot, Trent, we talk offline on this, but the states that allow high school athletes to be involved, involved in NIL. So, so people know out there, it's not in every state. Okay. So there's right now, there's 31 states that allow athletes to participate in nil deals when they're in high school i think two of the most recent ones to drop were georgia and tennessee you know there's been a lot of rumblings about florida and california some of these other or california's actually are on there but uh, florida getting close to being on it so um trent kind of share your thoughts because you're in this space with the aim academy and you work a lot with high school athletes and their families yeah yeah this is this is a big deal right I, and i love and for high school parents out there please you know come visit the business of college sports.com. I mean, they offer tons of information and they're updating. This is updated October 4th. They're staying recency is very high and they're really about getting information to people right away. And, you know, I think what's really important on this list is this is, it is clear that high school student athletes can monetize their name image likeness at this high school level. 31 states now, most recently adding Georgia and Tennessee. Those are sizable recruiting areas, but you're going to see some really big states that are missing, right? 
when you really think about the monetization of sports, we go to the coasts, right? We go to New York because of the big island and media and everything there. So state of New York not being on here is influential. Florida, so many recruits out of Florida that it's crazy. You can see my home state of zero value in the market, but Michigan is not on there, <laughs> right? And, uh, you know, a lot of good athletes coming out of there, but not prime. And then, of course, probably the biggie that everyone's waiting to drop, New York, Florida, and Texas. I mean, when Texas high school football goes NIL, like, watch out. This is going to be almost a whole other brand sport in itself. So I'm really interested to see how this thing really shakes out, Rob. It's pretty crazy, the value of this NIL for high school and what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll continue to keep you posted on the progress of that. I think ultimately, I'm sure all the states will drop at some point uh, within the next year or so. Last area we want to cover is uh, is trends tips. And we uh, I joked about it at the beginning, but you know something today in the NIL space, and Trent's going to speak on this, is just the opportunities for athletes and their families really to start businesses, so to speak, because that's what it's all about, this name, image, likeness is, you know, starting a brand for that athlete. So give us some tips, Trent, on that whole process and, and what people should be looking to do. Yeah, I think this is the maturity of a high school to athlete and a high-level travel athlete and their parents getting involved to the next level. What I see in a lot of communities, Rob, is the side hustle, right? And you got, and I mean, these young ladies and, you know, babysitting, making $25 an hour now in communities. I'm like, holy crap, man. I don't think I can afford to go out anymore. So it's real money. But at this level, there's a new deal. You're talking about brands that are commercially viable. They're on the better business bureaus. They are... These are, these are real companies paying real tax dollars and doing it following the IRS tax codes very closely because they know the importance of that. And so as a parent learning, and we just preach it so hard on our site, right, is you just got to get educated on the business aspect of this for a couple of big reasons. One is getting an LLC or a limited liability corporation is a separator from your child or athlete being involved with the brand or their company being involved in a brand. And when you file an LLC or a corporate structure and you can talk to an attorney about that or a tax attorney and, and a lot of like free resources, library, score, there's other places you can go in the community that will help guide you and your, and your athlete is Getting that corporate structure creates a veil of protection between you and the brand. So now Trent Clark or Rob you know, Finkelstein are not liable personally if something were to happen in our companies inside that, right? We, our company is liable. We have insurance for our company. We have all that, but they are not coming to take Rob Finkelstein's house because something went amiss and you're being sued or something for that you know, level. So that's really important. The other side of this is an EIN number or an employee identification number federally. Free, free to get. You know, this is federal tax code. This is free for any 
business. Once you're established inside your state, you might choose the state that you live in. You might choose like a a little sanctuary state for corporations like Delaware or Nevada are often very appealing states to incorporate in. And so when you do that, that creates a ability to file taxes. And now when you're in business, you start learning about tax protection tax deductions and all these things are going in there. So uh, a lot of incubators and local resources and universities now, as we talked about with the NCAA, are going to offer resources to these kids about what can I write off? My mileage when I go and drive all these things, clothes that I had to buy for my performances or things that I have to do. You know, what are business expenses that are deductible in my, so like, hey, here's an athlete who makes $20,000 in NIL for the year, and they might have five to $10,000 in expenses against that, creating only a revenue stream for them of taxable income of ten dollars to $15,000 that they are gonna need to pay and report to the IRS and pay taxes on that. So a set aside on that money. And then where I think the colleges can really come in is helping these athletes with hey, will that affect my financial aid? I'm filing for financial aid. I currently receive $15,000 a year in financial aid towards my tuition. And now I went and made $70,000 in NIL with $20,000 of write-off. So I have a $50,000 income revenue where I'm going to need to pay taxes on of probably somewhere about 25 to 33% on. And so that's a serious set-aside. Did you set aside that Ten to fifteen thousand dollars in IRS tax for your state tax, federal tax, and possibly city tax where you live or where that business is established. All those things just need to be considered, and this is the part of learning. It's a part of education, and it's not horribly complicated. But for a lot of parents who've never owned a company, who aren't entrepreneurs. You know, that's a little tricky. That feels really overwhelming. But folks, there are tons of free resources out there. And the expense of $250 to $500 for an accountant to look over and do your taxes well annually can save you so many headaches, right? And there are CPAs in your community. There are bookkeepers and accountants in your community who have businesses all around you that do this at a very affordable fee and they have great little companies and great big companies. We know the great big companies like KPMG and these big accounting firms that take care of the the top athletes in the world and these big businesses. And they're great, fabulous, the big four companies they call them of tax, right? And there's a bunch of levels in your region that have another, you know, hundreds of millions of business in the tax code and they are going to be a little bit more expensive. They are for a brand that's probably a little bigger, but there are localized tax companies that are more than willing at that local level. And what I would consider extremely affordable, probably someone we should have on sometime is one of those uh, small regional people that that do a really good job and, and are in this space talking about it. And I would love to do that because this is something for all parents. Come alongside your, your kids now and that way they're ready when they go to university and they'll just they'll just keep learning. And it sounds like through the NCAA and through the universities, they'll be offering more resources to help these kids. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I do have a couple of questions that, that came across from what you were saying. So when you talked about from a financial aid perspective, so if they are an LLC, does that affect their financial aid or, is it, or no, because it's two separate entities? Yeah. So an LLC technically would not, if their business makes no money, but typically a limited liability corporation has a flow through, through your personal income. And we also see this often in what we call S-corps. And S-corp has a personal flow through. So the corporation calls all you know the dollars. You have $50,000 in top line revenue of, of all the work you've done. And you have $20,000 in expenses, deductions, and what we call write-offs against the business. And after that P&L shaped out, if you have a $30,000 income and a limited liability company, now that flows through the owners. And I am a sole owner of that LLC. So the $30,000 would come into my taxation on my annual tax on my, on my personal right. account. I would file that in my taxes and say this LLC yielded me a, a, a revenue of $30,000. And so I would have to claim that in my personal tax along with any other job I did, if I worked down at the pizza shop for right. twelve or fourteen dollars an hour, and and I have a W two that shows all my personal income, and so we have to show that as revenue to the IRS, and, and that's under our tax code. And listen, that's an awesome give back. You know, when we talk about NIL for good, if you create thirty thousand dollars of revenue, there's a twenty five to thirty three percent tax that you're going to be paying into. Our municipalities, it helps our police, it helps our fire, right. it helps our, our our utilities, it helps our government, it helps run a lot of things. And like, as Americans, we should be honored to pay that because we really like these services. Like, you know, when our lights don't work, that's a problem, <laughs> right? And like, all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, hey, uh, we can't fix the street signs. So, hey, listen, uh, this next uh, five-way stop, sorry, there's no more stop signs and everyone's just going at will. That's causing major accidents, damage, insurance problems. We have a lot of order because we pay into tax and our government creates order around systems that we have. And so that I consider NIL for good. Like you, you've created value in the market. It's a real big win. It's a win for this athlete who learns so much. It's a real win for the brand who gets notoriety around their brand and gets sales because of this influencer. It's a win for our government who gets another level of tax increase. It's a win for these kids and the fans who get more access and exposure to these athletes who are, who have been very limited in the past to be able to do that. And so there's just a bunch of wins going around. And I, and I don't want to discount that there's some downside in this whole thing. There, sure. there is, but there's a lot of winning going on. And the biggest naysayers, Robin, you and I can really appreciate this two years ago when everyone says, NIL is just going to kill college sports. No one's going to watch it anymore. And I thought, well, that sure hasn't happened. Like, you know, yeah. The ratings have never been higher. I, I think the newspapers are pretty happy to report these things because people are reading newspapers, right? They're getting in on the digital. Hey, what's happening with the Cavender twins? I heard they just signed this deal. And they've become these trusted influencers and people are buying the things that you these two young ladies say because they promote good products. They have good right, brands. Sure. They, have a, they have a level of integrity around their brands that they're not going to just go out and ambassador for anything. And I think that's that's another win for people. These are trusted influencers. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, well, this has been another great uh, show, uh, NL, for you. And you know, make sure to tune in each week. It's just something I think is uh, great information. We'll continue to 
cover the stories like today, but also having, like Trent mentioned, different guests on there. We'll try to get guests and talking about people from collectives and, and NIL attorneys. And like, you know, we talk about today accountants. We really want to do as much as we can to help you out in this space. For everybody, hey, thanks for having us. And always welcome to come into your podcast network and talk NIL for you. Have a great one.